Okay, Masechet Yomar Daf 70. Uh, we're talking about the Kohen Gadol who's reading the Sefer Torah. And we said he reads first in, Parashat, in Sefer Vayikra, uh, chapter 16, and then he rolls to chapter 23. And then he rolls it up and he says, more than I have read here, there's also in uh, also more to say about Yom Kippur. And then he says by heart, Sefer Bemidbar. Our question is, Bechol Kach Lama. Why does it think of this whole speech? More than what I said here is also written. In order not to say anything negative, cast aspersion about the Torah scroll. Why isn't he reading uh, the Nechas from the scroll? Maybe it's missing in that Torah scroll. Maybe there's something wrong with the Sefer Torah. No, no, the scroll it might have the full Sefer Torah. It has it in it. We just don't want to waste everybody's time. So that's why I'm going to say it by heart. That's why he makes that little speech. But remember, we said Tefer uh, Bimbar used to be called Chomash Hapikudim. He reads that by heart. Amai, Tiglal Vinikre. Why does he have to read it by heart? So roll it and read it from uh, read it from there. We do not roll the Torah in public because of the respect of the community. We don't want people to wait. Torah Sibur is not nice to keep them waiting. We said yesterday, how long is that? Enough time that the Metur Geman is uh, still going. So that was the amount of time. And now we're giving, getting the reason for it. Okay, fine. Bring another Sefer Torah. Okay, it's in Bet HaMikdash after all. You know, they can get one, an extra Sefer. No, because it'll cast dispersion on the first one. Oh, how come you brought a second one? There must be something wrong with the first one's Pasul. Because uh, you say, when you, he says a beracha, opening and closing, when you bring a new sefer, you're going to say another beracha. So this is not beracha lebatala. Beracha batala is when something absolutely not needed. Beracha sericha is something that it's valid to say, but you could have found a way not to say the beracha. And so we don't want to make, make him say an extra beracha. Better just use one sefer Torah. Um, good. Hold on. Are you really worried about casting aspersions on the first Sefer Torah if you use the second one? We do this all the time. Maybe in Shalosh Torah, because that's Hanukkah, and Rosh Chodesh, if I'm Shabbat, it happens now, you know, every, every so often. I um, mean, you bring three. I mean, you could have brought an example of two, which we have all the time, but you wanted to bring three. even a better example. You have three, we don't worry about that. We read one in Rosh Chodesh, and then for Chanukah, we do it in that order. So what about that? How come you don't say cast aspersions? The answer is, Three different people and three different sefarim. No one's going to say anything. That's three different people. Each one, they're, they're using their own their own sefer. That's totally fine. But here, the Kohen Gadol does everything. He gets all the aliyot. Right? And so people are going to say, the same Kohen. Now he's using a different one in person. So that's why you, you would not. Okay, which is interesting. That might, might apply if uh, you're giving someone, uh, for some reason, two aliyot, you know, back to back and two different sefarim. You should not do that. Um, good. Now he says the Berachot, Umbarech Aleha Shemone. Berachot, we mentioned in the Mishnah, he says eight berachot, and we listed them. Remember, we said there were actually nine. Anyway, now we have a Braita that's going to review them. So just the same way in Bet Knesset, we say, that's the same thing. That's something like, 
and uh, something about the uh, uh, forgiveness, as, as, as we know, as has been established. And then other ones seem to be special uh, for this occasion. For the Beit Hamikdash, the Kohanim for Israel, meaning God chose all each of these things. and then You see what's missing in this list? Yerushalayim. But this list has eight, so this seems to be the actual eight. Uh, good. Now, another banan, another brayta. Ushara tefillah. But this last paracha that's for the rest of tefillah. What's the text? Here it is. Rina techina bakasha lefanecha alamecha Yisrael shesirichin lehiv basheya. And we give song and supplication, petition before you, the people of Israel who need to be saved. Beautiful paracha. Bechotem b'shamei tefillah. Achar kach kol echad v'echad mevi sefer Torah mi beto bekorevo edel harot hazuto l'rabim. After that, everybody goes and brings their own sefer Torah, and they want to show how beautiful this was made out of wood, made out of silver, and show off the beauty of this sefer Torah. And everybody reads the Torah from their own. What a beautiful, beautiful minhag. It's like simchat Torah. Um, okay, we went from uh, went from having only one sefer Torah, and we have to skip around, and then everybody brings them and reads them together. They have uh, a, a little uh, study session. That was very nice. Okay, Kohen Gadol, and so that there's two things going on simultaneously: the Kohen Gadol reading the Torah and the burning of the uh, rest of the carcass of the Pad and Sa'id outside, and they're far away from each other. So even if you do the first half of one, there's no way to get to the other one before before it's done. So this is obvious. Why would you think that the, the Mishnah says not because it's not allowed, just practically you can't get there? Now, why would anyone think that it wouldn't be allowed? To, to, to visit two, two things. Rashakish says you can't pass over a mitzvah. In other words, if you're there performing a mitzvah, you can't leave. If you're listening to Sefer Torah, you're not allowed, you're not allowed to leave and go uh, and go to the other one. So you might have thought um, that that's true. So now we enter. Even, even if it's another mitzvah, right? You can't leave this one. So you might have thought that. And by the way, what's the mitzvah? He's not actually reading it. He's just participating. He's just listening. My mitzvah, but of Melech, to do either the reading of the Sotchepetra or the burning of the sacrifice. That's have a lot of people there. That gives glory to the king. So you're, you're being there is a mitzvah. So Kamash Malan, so we might have thought that you're not allowed to leave one, go to the other. So this now teaches that you are allowed. Because you're leaving one to go to a mitzvah, another one, you would be allowed. The problem is you're not going to make it in time. So don't bother. Okay. So this is uh, I mean halakhalamase. Nowadays you're not allowed to leave the Beth Knesset in the, during an aliyah. Right. Um, so you know sometimes you come you come visit, you want to see someone, whatever, you gotta stay, stay in the room until the aliyah ends, and that would be a fulfillment of the shakish. All right, so that ends that Mishnah. And now the next one. Im kidesh pashat tabal alav Okay, so if, remember the reading of the Torah, he could do in his own clothing, or he could do, continue in the white clothing. If he continued in his white clothing, then um, uh, then he has to change out. So when he changes, first he rinses his hands, then he does the tibula, and then he rinses his hands, uh, hands and feet again. So this would be now uh, the, sec the third time he's making is going to the mikveh. He did once in the morning before he put on any, uh, but then he puts on the gold. Then he gets again before the white, and now he's taking off the white and putting on the gold. Okay, every time he changes. So now we're up to the third, the third stage. Now, if he was wearing a robe, he would have washed his hands and feet 
when he took off his golden clothing, right? And then put on the robe. And then after that, he would just skip to the immersion and then putting on, uh, 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 putting on the new clothing and uh, wash his hands and feet. Okay, so now we're ready for the golden clothing. So in other words, we're back to the regular services, uh, which was gonna focus on Musafim. So let's explain this. He's going to do the two Elim. What are the two Elim? Um, uh, on, on the screen, I'm going to show the Pesukim, but um, you could follow if you want here. Um, so he brings Bezot Yavot, Pesuk 3, says Yavot on the Kodesh Befar Ben Leola. So said, right, he brings one aisle for himself. And then Pasuk 5, he says, So he's going to bring two Elim, one for himself and one for everyone else. And they're both Le'ola. So that's the Elim that we're talking about. This Ayil in Parashat Pinchas also mentions one Ayil. So we're going to see there's a machloket. Is that the same as the one mentioned here for the community? Or is it an, another one? And there's really three Elim altogether. Most of the opinions say it's, this is the one overlap between the two parashiyot. And so he's going to bring, he, now we're bringing that. Um, okay, good. And also, kibasim This is mentioned in Rashad Pinachas. Um, okay, so you see, this is the opinion of the Be'eli Ezed. According to the Be'eli Ezed, basically, you're doing all the Avodat of Yom, Yom Kippur, that's mentioned in Acharemot, and then you're going to do the Musaf things, everything mentioned in Parashat Pinachas. Um, the rabbis are trying to figure out what's the relationship between these two parashiyot, right? They, except for the one ayel, there's no overlap. So do you do all this one first and that one first, that's Be'eli Ezed, or maybe you mix, maybe you do part of it here, part of it there, right? It doesn't, the Torah doesn't tell you anything. Uh, so it's hard to figure that out. Okay, um, so that's the well, first opinion. Now, Rabbi Akiva Omer, he says the seven kibasim, which are for the Musab, you don't do it here at the, at the third, after the third immersion. You do it in the morning after the first immersion with the Korban Shemit Shel Shachar. So this is going to be the main difference between them. So keep this in mind. It's going to be pre avoda right. You're doing part of the Musaf pre-Avoda. That's correct. We do Musaf, what do you mean now? In the middle of Musaf, we mentioned, right, that's when we do it in the middle of Musaf. Right, that's true. Um, okay, so there's going to be a lot of moving parts here and a lot of, opini of, opi of opinions. If you just remember this one point, everything, this is the main thing that they argue on. The seven kebasim is it done in the afternoon? That's to be Eliezer. Actually, right now he says at the third uh, stage. And Rabbi Akiba says the first one in the morning. Okay, besides that, also there's Fad Ha'ola, Sa'id Hanasa, Bahutz, Ayukerebin, Aim, Tamid, Shelben, Harbaim. Those are also mentioned in Rashad Pinehas. And so they're part of Musaf. That part of Musaf is done in the, in the afternoon. Im Tamid, Shelben, Harbaim means during Mincha. That's the fifth, after the fifth immersion, not even, not even the third. So part, he's spreading it out, part here. Part over there. Um, okay, now if you look here, you see the list that Rabbi Akiva just said. He says, Im tamit That's referring to the seven. And then he mentions, Par ha'ola. And Sayyid anachad bachnus. If you read this straight through, it sounds like Par ha'ola and Sayyid are both done with the with the Ben Harbaim offering. 
Gamara is going to ask, though, this is not Allah, really, you can put the comma afterwards and read, and that would mean Pad HaOlah goes in the morning. That's not a natural way of reading the, the Mishnah. It really doesn't, it doesn't fit the context. So it's not really, uh, I don't think the Mishnah means that. Why is the Gemara even suggesting that? I'm going to show you is to reconcile the Mishnah with the Tosefta. That does say the Pad HaOlah is in the morning. Okay, so I'm just showing it to you here so that you'll be ready for when we see it in a minute. And then, Kidesha David Aglav Ufashat, Nistapag. And now this is his fourth changing, fourth mikveh. Puts back on the white clothing. And so he's going in just to take out the incense uh, that he put there in the morning. Um, this is um, interesting because if you read the chat, he only changes twice. He starts with gold, goes white, does the whole avodah, and goes back to gold. That's it. And for some reason, uh, we're introducing a whole extra step, two, two, two more changings, just to remove it. Right? Why couldn't he remove it uh, before? Maybe they wanted to, maybe had to finish smoking uh, until it finished, whatever reason. Okay. Um, now, heavy udo lo big zahav. Okay, so the last changing back into gold, and he does the afternoon for Ban Tamid, and to finish off, the truth is that they already prepared that TV here might mean to actually light them. This is when he's lighting the Nerot. So now he's finished, right? He's finished for the day, so he's going to uh, wash his hands and feet before he removes his clothing. The next words, don't belong here. He doesn't need another one. Okay, so this is found in printed editions, but it should be erased. It's not in manuscripts. It is not, it's not, it seems like you see the scribe, he's just writing it. You know, he's writing the whole phrase because uh, he wrote it so many times before. And the light could be daytime, yeah. And, no, no, because Korban Tamid, yeah, you have to do Korban Tamid, it has to be in the gold. That's a regular daily, uh, obligation. Hevi ulo big dea small belabash, and everything bring back his regular, his own clothing. Umelavino toad beto, the yom tova yao sedo habab, beshashi asabish shalom in hakodesh. Right? And now all his friends come and they make a celebration because he is successful. He, he didn't miss anything. He didn't die. Uh, he, uh, he did everything properly. So that's a, a wonderful time to celebrate. All right, good. Now, Gemara is going to ask three, a series of three questions, and then we'll answer them. That line of Rabbi Akiva, what did he mean when he said about the pad? Is the pad go on, um, uh, with the, right. when he says, when he says, and the pad and Sayyid, I mean, that's the quote from the Mishnah. And so is it just like that? Is the pad going on what came before and the pad is also in the morning? I think the first reading is the one that makes sense that the pad is in the afternoon. Um, but okay, I guess I guess you could put a comma after the pad aula and make that in the morning. And then in that case, only the side and asabachusim ben The third side, remember this two sayyidim. Uh, the pairs, but there's another Sa'ir 
that's mentioned in Pinachas, and that would have been done in the afternoon. That's question number one. Does the pad go in the morning or the afternoon? Pad haola. The first opinion didn't mention the pod. I know he said the kibasim are done in the afternoon, but should we assume the pod also? Maybe not. I don't know. He didn't say anything about it at all. The two, and the Rebbe Eliezer, and the Akiba, and the Question from both of them the innards of the two chatat, the pad and the sayir. Remember, he took them out and put them in a bowl, and we said he doesn't do it yet because he supposed to read the Sefer Torah. Okay, so when does he do it? Mishnah didn't mention it at all. So when, when, does, when does that happen? Right now, with the mincha, right before, after, doesn't say. So the Mishnah, you see, is, that is uh, missing some of the, some steps. So we have uh, Amad comes to the rescue. La mashkahat la mitakanta. He says, you don't have a full list in the Mishnah. You want a full list? I'll give you two sources. One is, if you want a list for the Be'eli Ezer, then you have to look at the Braita from the school of Shemuel. And if you want to learn about the Be'akiva, you have to look at the Tosefta. Tosefta is in the school of the, uh, of the Be'akiva. All right, good. So now we're going to quote both of them. So now we have separate sources. Um, these sources, not everything in them is consistent with the Mishnah that we just mentioned. So, all right. Uh, so there's, you know, uh, there's, um, maybe you can reconcile them. But anyway. So after he finishes the Yom Kippur, sir, the, the Yom Kippur service, he goes out and then he's going to do the two Elim that are mentioned in Acharemot. And this is where he does the burning of the innards of the pad and sa'ir, the, the pear. Um, uh, the, the, okay, pad ha'ola, you asked about? Yeah, that's later. The seven kebasim, that's also later. This contradicts the Mishnah. Mishnah said this after the third one. Here he said this after the fifth one. All right, either way, the point is that that is the only in the morning, it's after the Abodah. So those are all Musaf, Musaf things that are done in the morning. Remember the Parahola? That was the middle word. So you put the comma after, it's supposed to go before. See, that's why I think they're reading the Mishnah out, uh, not according to the regular normal syntax. Why does Rabbi Akiva put the kibasim in the morning? Regarding now, this is at a, this this is this pasuk is regarding Pesach, so it has nothing to do with this. But the point is that talking about musafin, and it says these musafin should be done besides the morning ola. That teaches you in general, there's a connection, close connection between musaf offerings and the morning ola. And therefore, in uh, Yom Kippur also, at least some of the musaf should be done with the morning. And that's why he puts the seven kevasim and the pad in the morning. And then you do Good. And then the sa'ir, that's outside Shanemar, Sid Azim Echad Hatat Mildebad Hatat Kippurim. That's said in Bemidbar, that is on Bar Yom Kippur. And it says you do the third sa'ir, which is a khatat, besides the other khataot. So since it puts it back to back, you want to put them together. 
So it's saying, it's saying besides other chatot, that means it has to be after the chatot, after the, and that's later, right? So the, in the Yom Kippur Avodah, you did the Sayyid and the Padas chatat. So this should be right after it. So you see that it's conceptual. I mean, the, the rabbis, are, you know, in part, they're trying to reconstruct history, but in part, there's a lot of sources that are know, know. So I think they're actually, you know, thinking conceptually, which, what makes sense, uh, that thematically they should go together. After that, then you do the two elim, which are mentioned in the You see, according to the Akiva, you're going back and forth. You do some, 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 uh, some Ola, then Yom Kippur, then no, then some Musaf, then Yom Kippur, then some Musaf. You keep going back and forth because, right, the Pesukim Atam, you do the, do the Hatao together. Do the, right, Musaf and Shacharit have something in common. You have to do those together. So then you do that. The innards of the of the pad and sa'ir, now you burn them and put them on the Mizbeach. After that, all together, it's Ben Habayim. He doesn't say actually when he puts on the last clothing, so it's got to be somewhere in between there, probably right before Tamishal Ben Habayim. Um, good. So that's all to be Akiva. Now we're going to ask for the sources. How come the Eliezer does that? Abed Kit. He's following the order of the Pesukim. The original name for Sevabari Ka was Barat Kohanim. We call it Leviticus, meaning Leviim. So the English name is based on the Greek name, is closer, at least closer to the original. Torat Kohanim, that comes first. So you do everything in Acharemot. You've done that, good. Now you do all the Musafin after, you keep them separate. So that makes a lot of sense. I told you the reason already. Some of the Musaf, at least, should be with the morning. You do some of the Musaf with the morning. Okay. It's a good Pasuk. He says, I'm going to learn from that, that regarding the Se'irim, whatever this one does uh, uh, atones for, the other one also will atone for. The Se'irim atone for Tum'ah in the Bet HaMikdash. The other one, the third one, also does the same thing for other variants of Tum'ah in the Bet HaMikdash. That's, no, he doesn't, he doesn't, oh, uh, yeah, you could, he's not learning from Musa, he's not using, the, he doesn't need this to learn that Musafin are done in the morning. Musafin are not in the morning. It's just that he's learning about kapara. They do similar kapara things. That's all. Uh, the Sayyid is a Musaf, right? That's, that Sayyid Musaf is similar. Yeah, so you do you do end up putting them together, but that's, uh, yeah, but he's not using it for what Lebanon used it for. Okay, good. Now, um, to make it more confusing, so far we have two opinions about the seven kibasim, right? Rebbe Eliezer says in the afternoon, sometime in the afternoon, the third or fifth, Rebbe Akiva says in the morning. Okay, now maybe within Rebbe Akiva, we have two more opinions. Rebbe Yehuda Omer Mishemo, Mishemo in the name of Rebbe Akiva, Echad Karev Im Tamid Shashachar. Take the seven, do one in the morning, Im Tamid and six in the afternoon. Uh, remember, this reminds me of the menorah. You do two and five, five and two. Okay, one and six. He also says in the name of Rabbi Akiva, no, the other way around. You do six in the morning and one in the afternoon. 
In other words, they're interpreting the Akiva to say, you do some Musafin in the morning, you don't have to do all of them, right? Leave some over after. Why? There's two pesukim. One suggests the morning and one suggests the afternoon. How so? The one is the one as uh, actually about Pesach that says besides the Olat Tamid of the morning, and that's regarding Musaf. So something has to be in the afternoon. The other one is talk, it seems to be talking about the Ayil. You do the Olatah, and that is um, is mentioned after. And that's a musaf. So some musafin are after. So so too the kibasim which are musaf should be done after. In other words, splitting the difference. We really, you know, the biakiba has a point. The biyali has it as a point too. So do some before and some after. The biakiba is not. The biakiba is not totally disagreeing with the biyali has it. He just says, yeah, you're right. I'll do some in the afternoon, but I got to do some in the morning. Okay. Now, what's the difference between these two opinions? One and six, or six and one. The biyuda sabad abed had. I'm going to do one first, uh, fine, because after all it says you have to do something in the morning. Um, but I'm going to do one in the morning, I'm going to do six in the afternoon. You know why? Because he has to do That's the main event. And we don't want him to get all tired out by doing all six in the morning. And just do one, because you have to do something. But focus your energy on Yom Kippur. But then you'll leave it till after. Okay. No, no, no. Do the six now while he still has energy. Because if you leave it till after, by the afternoon, he's going to be really tired. So don't worry about Avodat Hayom. Avodat is the main thing. He'll be diligent. He's not going to fall asleep, right? So in other words, do the thing that he might be less diligent about first. Get that out of the way. You know he did it. And then we're sure to concentrate for Yom Kippur. Uh, I think the logic would be you have to do something, but since, I mean, according to this, do as much as you can, get it out of the way before, and just leave what you need to after, right? The opposite, or, or vice versa, yeah, that you want to do as little as possible now because you might get tired out, do as much as possible later. Uh, good. Anyway, the kulam had to the kulam al mami hat had ayel hu. Keman, could it be? Both opinions here think that there was only one ayel. Remember, I said ayel is the one that's mentioned in both acharemot. There's an ayel for the am, and in pinachas, there's an ayel that's a musaf. And so, every all the opinions here so far said they're both the same ayels, only one ayel. This is two aliens, but there's only one ayel for the seaboard. Um, There's the same one mentioned here in Acharemot is also mentioned Pekudim, referring to the same thing. There's two, even though they look the same, you have to actually bring uh, two separate animals for to fulfill both of these opinions. Um, good. My Tama did it be? Why does it be says only one? In both contexts, actually says Ayel Echad. So twice you have it. So therefore, saying one only. Oh, how many? Two? No, one. Wait, wait, maybe you mean two. No, I'm saying really one. Okay. says two. My Echad When it says one, he says one means a unique one. Get the best 
the best ayah for this, right? You could get a, a special one. That's why it says one, but it really means two. Uh, be, so to be, how do, how are you going to learn this salacha? Don't you agree that you should bring the best? Yeah. In Devarim, it says, you should bring your choicest animal when you make a neder. A neder means it's a voluntary offering. So he says, I learned it from there that all korbanot, you should always bring the best. Okay, but be Elazar, but be Shimon. Okay, look, the Shimon, don't. What do you do with that pasuk? He says, "Had bechova, echad bin dava usrichi." You're right, I agree. But that pasuk is only talking about voluntary offerings. If I only had that pasuk, I might have thought voluntary offering. You got to bring your best because you you decide to bring it. So bring. But maybe a stand an obligatory offering. You're allowed to bring standard. No, that's why I need a had to teach me that I need that also. And if it only a had, I would think, okay, maybe it's obligation. I have to bring the best. A voluntary, I can bring whatever I want. No, Devarim says you need both. And so according to the Bielazar, that's what he does with Pasukin Devarim. According to the B, he says, I can learn from Devarim that all covenant have to be the best. And therefore, a had means you only bring one. Rabbi.